Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is in session. I'm Jack and got my boy here, JC. Hey, what's cracking? What's up, interwebs? I know, man. What you, what have you been up to, dude? Uh, not much, man. Same old, same old. Playing, playing ball, taking care of the kids, working. You know, typical, uh, typical dad lifestyles, well, man. What's, last what's... time we recorded, you said you were nursing plantar, plantar. Wait, plan. Plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Man, say that three it's, times fast. <laughs> plantar fasciitis, plantar fasciitis, plantar fasciitis. You know what? F you, I, dude. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to... You're, you're supposed to back me up on that one, man. <laughs> no, no. I well, promise I'm educated. Been, yeah, obviously it's been permeating through my, my whole mind and body just because it's been it's been nagging at me. Yeah, um, yeah man. It's just, again, I, I'm getting tired talking about all of these ailments. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners are just like, this dude is like a walking DL. So yeah, I'm dude. just not going to harp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to harp on it. Bottom line, body is 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 keeps on barking man it's if it's it's like it's popping up like mushrooms all over all these little ailments needless to say man it's i'm i'm gutting through i'm not a hundred percent it's funny because every single time you and i talk in private like just over a message i'm always telling you bro take it easy take it slow get healed up 100 percent before you go out there and then the next time record you talk about playing basketball (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm telling you man Ball is life. I'm telling you, <laughs> you, you, you know? dude. You are truly ball is life, man. You, you're it's, not ball versus life. Your ball is life. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, it's like the mamba mentality. Nothing, yeah. you know. That's 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 what it is. And I got I got to keep on going. Needless to say, I need to be smarter. But mm. you know, that's for another year. I take it. 2020 didn't <laughs> really switch it up for me. It's the same same deal as 2019. But yeah, I have been hooping, man. I have been hooping. How about you? Have you been hitting the courts? I haven't, man. That's why I've been living vicariously through you, dude. Um, you've been telling me about your runs the last like two two weeks. Um, so I, I I don't know why I haven't played recently. No, actually, I did play. Fuck, I did play. I played um two weeks ago, <laughs> Friday. Damn, that that's the thing. Like, yeah. if you don't play, like, because it's been more than a week for me, it's like yeah. the you know the the mile mark is kind of like if i play once a week i remember it but if it's like a week and a half two weeks then dude that shit is like so far out of my memory dude i actually played well too now it's now coming back man i remember all the jumpers i was hitting remember i was like oh (laughs) i was so bummed this week that i didn't play damn yeah yeah ball versus life right you're yeah picking up life which is fair, man. I think you need to do that. I think there's just a lot of stuff that's been going on, so you gotta you gotta handle business. Uh, Let's talk about your runs, me. though, man. Let's talk about your runs because actually, yeah, yeah. You got some good stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recently, I've been kind of um, I've been I've been playing quote unquote road games, right? Mm. You know, I have my regular runs at my regular spots, mm-hmm. uh, but for reasons here and there, I don't know if you've heard the 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 term ski week, but at, here in the Bay Area, they have this. Mm. This week where all the high schools, I guess, in the area um, are out for the week. I don't know the genesis of Ski Week. Needless to say, mm-hmm. uh, my regular runs were 
we're not running because uh, you know we generally hoop at some of the high school gyms. Oh. So it was a great opportunity for me to actually kind of try out and investigate a couple of other options I have from my regular runs. Mm, um, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, dude. So I don't know um, if you've heard about indoor hoops. Indoor hoops is well, it was an account that I followed on IG. Um, And basically, this organization, essentially, they try to set up open gym runs Mm -hmm. uh, for various um, locales, urban locations, I guess, in in the U.S. So I was like, damn, dude, like my regular run wasn't running. Mm. It's a perfect, perfect time to check out Indoor Hoops. Um, So I think you can look them up at at Indoor Hoops uh, on IG. Yeah. Um, so it was cool, man. I hit it up. Um, they also got a website, indoorhoops.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I hit up uh, Indoor Hoops. They uh, they have a gym. They have a bunch of gyms, actually, here in the city in San Francisco. Um, so I hit up uh, one of the Wednesday runs that they had. And, dude, it was a dope experience, man. Yeah. You know, it was kind of nice to be able to kind of hoop with different folks because you know how it is man yeah. like we, we, we have our runs and we play with the same same guys obviously you kind of mix up the squads yeah and you know uh based on whoever is playing on a given week uh but this time it was just a bunch of complete uh you know random strangers yeah. that i was hooping with and you know it was cool it was dope um i was playing somewhere in the city somewhere in the mission district nice um had a chance to really play with new faces that I'd never played with before. It was really a diverse group of hoopers. How was the competition? And in, oh, the competition was was actually pretty legit, man. Nice. Um, like we they had a couple of big boys, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pushing six feet, and I was already, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm one of the smaller guys actually on the run. Oh, Everybody you're was hefty actually kind of. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about verticality. We're not talking about horizontality. Um, but yeah, they also had some big boys, actually, that we were playing with. And it was fun, man. I think it was a really positive experience on my end, just because, again, you know, it's always nice to be able to compete with, with different folks and kind of see how you kind of stack up with the rest of the hoopers out there. Yeah. Um, it was nice. That's the great thing about... So you have your regular runs, and you know the people. Yeah. Sometimes there are a couple of new people that come in, but for the most part, you know your boys. You've been playing with each other for like however long, right? But you kind of like yeah. you kind of hit a level of skill, you know, like you don't really fluctuate too much because you're used to you kind of scout out the people that you've been playing with for so long that you know their tendencies and they know yours. Yeah. But then when you join a new group, for your case, playing indoor hoops. Like um, with 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 their organization or their 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 company that are like running these these gyms and stuff like that. Like you get this new, I don't know. I guess like new um, measure. I guess all of a sudden to be like, damn, yeah, like how do I stack up? You know what I mean? So that's yeah, the exciting yeah, it, part. It opens up the level of competition. So yeah. like, if anything, it would it, like after the run, it made me kind of feel really good about mm. like how I can kind of compete. Because mm-hmm. again, you get comfortable, right? Like if you're you're playing most of the folks in the same division, quote unquote, and yeah. you kind of are able to scout. But you know, an opportunity to play with different folks is kind of cool, just because you know um, they don't have the scouting report on you. It kind of keeps yeah. things the runs interesting. You know, it was my first run. I'm sure there's a bunch of regulars there too. So it was really cool to be able to kind of 
uh, have a chance to kind of compete with different faces. You know, what's kind of funny, too, is one of my goals, and I don't know if I told you this, mm. is my one of my goals is to be able to hoop in every gym in, oh. in the city of San Damn. Francisco. And I've played in a lot of gyms, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just like be, playing... It's like collecting for Pokemon for you, like, dude. Yeah, I know exactly, right? It's like po- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, it's like Pokemon Go. So, um, <clears throat> and it, it, it's kind of nice just because there's a community around Hoopers where you just kind of hear about runs here and there, right? And then you get an invite, and then you kind of get you know a chance to kind of get some exposure to some of the gyms. So I n- had never played a John O'Connell High School <clears throat> in the Mission Mission District. So it was kind of cool. So. <clears throat> Check that one off the bucket list. So I how probably was the, how was still, the court? The court was actually pretty good. You know, oh, nice. it's just typical high school mm-hmm. <clears throat> high school court. You know, a lot of the gyms here in in San Francisco, a lot of the high school gyms are a little bit older. You know, yeah. it's not like <clears throat> you know, it's not like the new developments and say like gyms in Vegas. I've heard gyms in Vegas, everything is like pristine. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say NBA style courts, but you know, they're brand new, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of history because you can see like the rafters and like how the yeah. high school had done over the years and just to kind of be able to kind of feel that 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 high school energy. Yeah. So it's kind of dope, man. You know what's kind of cool about indoor hoops is like um one of the guys that I was hooping with, actually he was on my squad, dude, and, and we railed off wins, man. We, nice. Like, I mean, it was super random in terms of how the teams were selected. So Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, so teams were in stacking. But like I hoop with a dude, I forget his name right now. His name escapes my um, escapes me right now. Mm -hmm. A homeboy actually, I guess he's based in New York Mm. and he goes to SF for for business. And, you know, for guys like him, he don't know. He don't know where he can hoop in the city. Like he's just here for like a weekend or whatever. Right. So through this product, Indoor Hoops, they were, he was able to kind of sign in. It's a, a complete sort of online-only process where you can kind of just kind of reserve your spot on their run. Yeah. Um, they limit the run to 15 heads, so it's not mm. like you're waiting, you know. Oh, man. You know, That's such a luxury, An dude. hour for the next run, right? Um, you can get a spot, and you can just kind of secure your spot on the, on, on the run. So I was able to play with a dude from New York who... Who would have thought that I would have had a run from a dude from New York? You know, I think he just came off of like a, a corporate meeting like two hours before. <laughs> oh boy, was like dressed in like like uh, tech casual gear, t- getting dressed on the sideline. And homeboy was like railing threes like wow. 15 minutes after on the same squad. So again, very, very positive experience. Um, it's kind of nice to have that alternative to the regular runs that we have, right? Because otherwise, really... if you don't have a plug, right, yeah. on a run, it's hard to find uh, a gym. Like if, you know, if I went to New York, I wouldn't yeah. even know where to you, start. To you get wouldn't know run. where to start. Yeah. Exactly, but if there right. was like indoor hoops in New York, which there is, like you would be able to see their locations and then you they already have proved like you said they have 15 deep you know like it's not going to be overcrowded and we've talked about this on our episodes before where just pick up basketball how hard it's to find a court and we were talking about this right before we recorded i was saying a lot of my friends like i don't get to play with all my friends because a lot of my friends they play ball at la fitness or 24-hour fitness and i don't have a gym yeah. membership because i would have to get a gym membership just to play basketball with them and i'm not going to pay like 40 50 bucks just to play basketball with these guys maybe like twice a month so it'd be cool if there was something like indoor hoops in la which 
I'm sure one day they'll expand there. Um, so we can get these runs, you know, like it could just be a random weekday where I'm like, hey, me and my buddy just want to hit up some runs with some, you know, people who are vetted, courts vetted, the, the competition's kind of vetted, and you just know it's going to be a good group of guys versus show up at some random sketch court that you have no idea. I've yeah. seen fights, dude, <laughs> at random courts, man. I, I shit you not, man. People yeah. can get really testy. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's what. Uh, that's actually one last thing I kind of want to mention about mm-hmm. uh, the run is, you know, we all have gone to like these rec centers where whatever the cost to actually be able to play is a little bit uh, on mm-hmm. the lower end, or there isn't a cost to play. It's just open gym, period. Yeah. And at that point in time, you're really inculcated with just a bunch of heads, just trying to get the next run. People are stacking teams. Oh yeah, so much bullshit associated with that. Or you're playing with a lot of young bucks, mm-hmm. which all due respect, I mean, you know, we we were young bucks a long time ago. But yeah. the young bucks, sometimes, you know, they get <laughs> caught up in this sort of like IG sort of highlight reel mm-hmm. basketball where everybody's just trying to shake each other, do a crossover, you know, jelly fam, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of nice to be able to kind of get into a run where there is a little bit of like... um uh, a filter, right? You got to really be, you know, interested and committed and even know a little bit about your, about hoops to be able to kind of play. And um, so at least from my experience with mm-hmm. my particular run, it was kind of nice to be able to just kind of jump in out of the blue yeah. um, onto a high level run. And it was cool, man. It's nice to meet, uh, meet some new people. That's dope. So shout out to indoor hoops and JC, if you ever, hit up those runs again i'm sure we're gonna be able to talk about it some more man and i look forward to like i look forward to them expanding to la because i'm totally down hit up an indoor hoop session in la once once they have some runs here uh yeah man shout out to indoor hoops dope yeah but let's move on man let's move on to our uh, next topic Uh, i kind of want to mention this because it's really important here in la like we had the kobe memorial not too long ago pretty much last week last monday um so i kind of wanted to bring that up just because it was it was really well done. Um, I don't know how much you caught of it, JC, but we had a mm-hmm. lot of like we had Vanessa speak. We had some really great performances from Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, um, Alicia Keys was there. She was playing um, one of Kobe's favorite pieces. Um, I forgot what it was. It escapes my mind. But um, we had Michael Jordan, Vanessa Bryant, a bunch of great speakers. Man, um, it was again. It was really well done. I couldn't cop tickets. But I had a friend actually who copped some tickets. He got like the lower bowl tickets. It was like 224 a mm. pop. And he said it was just so raw and emotional when he was there. And I was like, damn, that's crazy, man. Um, so I kind of want to bring that up. Um, just the fact that yeah. it, it's it's kind of like um, this the Kobe's tragedy. It happened and the world was went into a shock. And then slowly people came to terms with it and my speaking of people myself included and then i think this memorial really just kind of brought things together to really celebrate his life because yeah it was a celebration of his life in Gigi's. so it put a a a light to it that we haven't been able to really feel you know what i mean because you know people have been telling their stories of kobe like personal friends and also the celebrities the people that actually knew him like you know basketball friends you know his other people in his close circle but this kind of really just brought it all together for a lot of people and i think michael jordan uh stepping up to speak was really eye-opening because a lot of people didn't know that they were really close friends (laughs) i think that kind of has that was a surprise 
even for me, dude, I knew that they talked, but I didn't know like they were that close for MJ to be yeah. up there. And he was he cried from the beginning, bro. Like he was. Yeah. I mean, like he even joked about being giving another three to four years of meme content out there. You know what I mean, <laughs> crying Jordan. I don't know. How did you feel about that, dude? Yeah, I caught the whole thing actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was at home, so I was. It was you know I was lucky enough to be able to kind of catch the whole at least coverage live. Yeah. And as expected, it was very, 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 very emotional um, mm-hmm. of a setting. You know, I'm sure that it's even more palpable down there while yeah. you're in um, in LA. But just kind of seeing it from like an outsider's perspective here in the Bay Area, you could kind of really still feel all of the sorrow out there. And it was really nice to be able to kind of just get a bunch. Like, I mean, it was it was stars left and right oh, yeah. for that event. Everybody was really trying to pay their respects mm-hmm. uh, to Kobe. And um, yeah, it was it was I, I caught the whole thing. It was really emotional. A lot of really memorable sort of snippets from that. I think you mentioned Jordan mm-hmm. specifically. Jordan has been at least you know behind the scenes lately. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you don't really see a lot of of him per se. No. Um, and in that context, it was really kind of I don't know. It was really kind of interesting to see him a be out there, b be extremely vulnerable. Yeah. Um, in, in that in that state, and and still find humor. I mean, he's like probably yeah. with the biggest megastar athlete out there mm-hmm. and just to be able to kind of see him in that context it was really really interesting and <clears throat> it's been a tough month since uh, you know the tragedy happened and it's it was nice to be able to kind of get um at least something from from vanessa mm-hmm. right i think oh, a yeah. lot of people were waiting on getting um getting some something from her mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i can Im- only imagine how oh, difficult yeah. it was for her to be able to kind of you know speak mm-hmm. um and 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 open up you know a lot of personal things out to the public out there mm-hmm. and you know everybody was watching so i yeah. can only imagine how tough it was for her but you know with all the love that people were showing i'm sure mm-hmm. that really kind of helps um, kind of carry the energy and take some of the the sadness away as much as you know it's difficult yeah yeah again it gotta have to give a lot of um uh, props i don't that's not the right way to put it but i think the sentiment is there for to vanessa bryant like for her to have the courage and strength to be able to one month after her husband and daughter's passing be able to speak in front of hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people at the stadium and also how many people are watching it um, to be able to be vulnerable and speak to her memories of Kobe and her daughter. It's incredibly courageous. And um, yeah, like I'm glad that she was able to do it because I feel like a lot of it was to help people along the process also to heal as I'm sure she's had just days upon days of just crying and sadness. So um, yeah, like I I just want to touch upon that a little bit um, before we move forward to, uh, you know, our other topics of this episode, because It's just important man like this in la it's where people are still grieving but that was something that really um like you know rob palinka spoke and all these other people that were close to him and to be able to hear stories about him that really yeah makes you feel great about the life that he lived and we can move forward yeah. in the way that he would have moved forward and he would want us to move forward you know yeah. um, to carry his legacy on you know how to live life so just wanted to yeah. end with that yeah 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about what we want to talk about, what we wanted to talk about next. Like I've been t- talking to you about, like, <laughs> bro, I can't wait for Steph to come back because the league has been missing Steph. And trust me, man, like I don't want to see Steph back in the sense that I don't want a healthy Warriors team because that only like next year <laughs> because that only means yeah. the chances for the Lakers to lose. But as a pure basketball fan, I've been missing Steph Curry, bro, missing him bad, yeah. man. That. Boyhood charm of his, that million dollar smile, you know, that swag that he carries. He was supposed to play today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't. We're recording on March 1st, just for context. And there was a lot of speculation that Steph was going to be playing his first game against the Wizards at Mm -hmm. home at Chase Center today. Perfect matchup, too, man. Yeah, man. But, but, um, I guess late yesterday, mm. news broke that um, the organization, the Warriors, felt that he still wasn't ready and they needed a couple more scrimmages for him to be able to get that under his belt. Mm. Um, I think physically he's ready to go, but mm. being able to get up for an NBA caliber game. Although, yeah. seeing how the Warriors have been playing recently, <laughs> it's debatable whether or not it's NBA caliber. <laughs> and even the Wizards, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's NBA. All kidding aside, um, it didn't happen, right? And I think, yeah. um, you know, I think Steph's still on target to come back within the next few weeks. There's mm. still a lot of uncertainty as to when. But needless to say... Uh, Dub Nation was blue balled <laughs> by this whole, <laughs> by this, uh, by this whole Steph Curry coming back situation. I kind of want to ask you, as a Warriors fan, as a diehard, are yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to it, but you know, given how the season's going, like, what's your real feelings? Do you want him to come back? Do you feel like he should sit out the whole year? I mean, obviously, ballers ball. Yeah, he just wants to play yeah. ball, like for the love of the game. But as a fan, you know, um, what what's the ideal scenario for you? Well, <clears throat> I think the biggest the biggest thing as a fan for me is whether or not he's healthy. Mm. Um, um, I guess he was medically cleared, yeah. but there's been reports left and right. Again, it's all it's all speculation, right? Yeah. Um, there's been re- reports left and right where they were talk they they were bringing up that they, he still had a nerve issue mm. and he's still kind of working through some um, nerve. Mm-hmm. I guess concerns on on his uh, on the hand that he broke, yeah. um, you know, earlier in the season. So, given that sort of that that discourse about that nerve issue, it kind of it, it kind of adds a little bit of uncertainty whether or not he's re, you know a hundred percent good to go. Mm. Um, but I mean. I guess there's like a standard in terms of just being able to play, but there's also a standard of being able to be a hundred percent where he was prior to the injury. And I think, you know, wherever he is, is probably somewhere in the the middle. And that makes it hard for us as warrior fans up North here to be able to kind of feel whether or not he should be back there. Bottom line, the the season is lost. You know, he really isn't playing for quote unquote anything right we only stand to lose ground in terms of the draft pick status if we win more i don't think Um, you guys have that much to worry about at this point you guys are pretty behind behind, Uh, so i don't think steph curry's gonna change the trajectory of that (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. And so, so I guess that's that. That's you know, sort mm-hmm. of like the two trains of thought with regards to this, right? It's mm-hmm. just you know whether or not he's indeed physically ready to to play, mm-hmm. and the whole is he threatening this the whole tank uh, yeah. situation. Um, but one positive thing is if he's out there, it enables him to be able to kind of get mm-hmm. some reps, some runs with the rest of the squad that's potentially going to be out there yeah. next year. Because bottom line, he is the system yeah, for us. Yeah, he is, dude. <laughs> it's like how LeBron is for the Lakers, right? He's like, like you got to be able to have... Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. So he he, he got to... He, he has to be out there for us to be able to evaluate the rest of the talent that's yeah. around there. You know, I know Clay's not going to be playing this season, mm-hmm. but just being able to see how Steph plays with, you know, players like Andrew Wiggins and a bunch yeah. of our young guys... Uh, yeah. Baby Braun, Jordan mm. Poole, <laughs> Baby Braun, you know, <laughs> uh, Andrew Wiggins most uh, most specifically would be the one that is you mm-hmm. know the most uh, important to see how he kind of works within the system. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one primary benefit, um, and also uh, you know there's money involved, man. Steph Curry is one of the biggest names out oh, there yeah. on the NBA. And he's oh, going to yeah. sell tickets. He's going to yep. sell jerseys. There's a business angle there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in this lost season, if we can kind of get a little bit of traction and excitement for next year, I guess that's enough to kind of um, uh, have him get back out there. Um, now, you, you so, hit it right on the head. I agree with you. I think, yes, there's no rush for him to come back, and they're not going to rush him. I guarantee you guys that. Like, they're not going to push Curry, no matter how many jerseys, more jerseys or more ticket sales, they're going to play it safe, which is why he's not back yet. I'm pretty sure if it was up to Steph, he'd be playing, if it was up to yeah. him. But, look, he's going to continue to blue ball us. But I believe he will return in March at some point, uh, early March, too. I don't think he's gonna, it's going to be, like, late March. You know, the fact that he's been scrimmaging unless something happens within those scrimmages that they don't like. Like, he's he's... I think he's good to go in terms of getting some runtime. And again, when he comes back, he's not going to be playing 30 minutes, dude. He's going to be playing like maybe like beginning like 15 to 20 minutes. You know, like they're going to work him back. And like you said, the most important thing is seeing how the team is with Steph Curry because he is the system. Like all these guys who are putting up numbers, they're not going to put up those numbers when Steph is on the court. You know what I mean? It's going to be totally different. They have to adjust to Steph. Steph doesn't need to adjust to them, you know? So you're going to have to see if these parts fit next to the guy that's actually really yeah. exciting that's why i'm excited for Steph to come back because you can start to see what pieces really do work instead of just the raw talent which is again like you said it's not nba caliber in terms of having the team out there yeah. cohe- cohesiveness but there is nba yeah. talent that could fit in a system with star players yeah. you know what i mean like that's the exactly exciting part. yeah how do they fit in that equation like i i remember i was texting you when the lakers were playing the warriors and <laughs> you, oh man, you were not was happy so, bro. <laughs> I, I was not happy man, we, I, we literally had like seven guys on the <laughs> lebron wasn't even playing we had yeah. seven guys like there was our bench was like yeah, it was. There was no one sitting out there. Like we got, we we got Kai Bowman injured. In many ways, we need Steph out there just as a body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't even need him as a. You know what I mean? We're lit, like literally no one from the squad was here like last year. <laughs> Draymond was 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 yeah. tossed. You yeah. know, it literally is like freaking five G. Like our our whole starting unit, our whole group that was playing after Draymond was tossed was all G League guys. It's tough, man. I mean, the Lakers are the best team record-wise 
um, and you know maybe <laughs> in the West uh, right now. So it's just you know it's not gonna it's not gonna compete. We're not gonna be able to kind of compete, and you saw that with a lot of the results. It's ugly basketball, man. Yeah, I can't dude, wait to, for Steph to get back. It's just it's just it's just terrible. Out that, there, that's why man. it's like as just a, a basketball fan to see yeah. that. And that's your team. It's tough to watch, man. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's like a lot of circumstances that are out of the team's control, right? Like the injuries, whatever. Yeah. Right? But regardless, the product out there is brutal to watch. It just is. Yeah. You know, like Steve Kerr doesn't have much to work with. He's trying his best. But look, that's this is not the team, yeah. right? This is just not the team that's yeah. going to be there next year. So it's to see one of the pieces come back is going to be so refreshing, bro. It's just going to be like, yeah. it's even if you don't win, it's going to elevate your spirits right away because you were so bummed out, bro. Like you, when you were hitting me up, yeah, you were just like turning on and off the TV. <laughs> you would check back in and you're like, yeah, God, this is terrible. I'm like, bro, just don't watch yeah. it. Just don't just yeah, i'll let you know I, I, you guys are down 30 <laughs> i was texting al for the king's game the the <laughs> the, the game before and he would obviously he's a big king's fan and he was gloating yeah. left and right and i was just like dude i'm not even fucking watching this game dude <laughs> like i watch i watch my my asian variety show dude i was like i'm not even fucking watching this you wonder why i i keep on playing ball weekday <laughs> nights man There's it's nothing just else because i do. cannot watch war yeah it's like i i just get pissed off watching warrior games mm. i need to be able to find an outlet get in shape so even if i'm injured um i would rather keep injuring myself bro that's, than that's even worse dude. Basketball. being injured and being at home and watching this <laughs> it's like exactly like, man uh, you know with that said i was you you t- al texting you and me i was t- i was joking with you i was like if anything this is our chance to get our licks in because the wars have been so dominant for so long i remember like daryl mori no not daryl mori um the the owner of the the rockets um tim for um Fertitta, he he was briefly yeah. like quote as saying like you know the warriors were a team that they feared but the truth is yeah. the warriors for the last how many years right they are legit the team that you felt like you had no shot against. Well, the Cavs, 3-1, whatever. Right? But, like, in general, they were just so dominant, dude. <laughs> like, it was, it's kind of like you just didn't feel like you had a chance. Speaking yeah. from my perspective, the Lakers were trash, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, maybe in a future episode, we can discuss how, how Steph looks and all of that stuff upon his return. Yeah, sorry, so sorry about... Keep... So- Yes, yeah, sorry about you being blue ball, dude. <laughs> blue ball central, exactly. Well, you've been blue, blue ball this whole year, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've been exactly. kicked in the balls, not blue ball, dude. <laughs> it's everything, man. But let's let's move on to the next topic. I, I we have, I've been wanting to talk about this. I want I've been wanting to talk about Zion Williamson for the longest time, I and mean, we haven't touched upon it because he just kind of recently came back and he kind of put a string of games together, and there was the All Star break and all that stuff. But today the Lakers played. Um, the Pelicans and the Lakers won, but Zion had his career high. Um, I mean, the King is still the King, but Zion is making is is showing out. I'll tell you that much. I mean, the the kid is a beast, dude. Like, I don't know if you've watched. I'm sure you've watched highlights of him, but since I watched today's yeah. game, he is just so physically imposing, dude. I mean, he's like maybe what six 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 seven max, but yeah. once he puts his body into these like shop lockers, these guys with big bodies, like he just is able to power up man it's crazy his second yeah. jump is second to none dude he's just a boom boom he's right up there grabbing his board when he misses and he's dunking it. it's crazy man it's crazy yeah he is a physical marvel man they, oh. they list him at what 280 oh i don't, I don't know I man feel like he Given could be 300 he, dude yeah 
there are reports out there that he might be tipping the scales past 300 but despite that weight man he still is so explosive and he's definitely is you know using all his physical tools to his advantage right now and really just manhandling folks like honestly it's just he's 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 grabbing rebounds from other NBA players. He's, finishing He's literally ripping ones. that shit out of their hands, dude. Yeah, I think he ripped yeah, the ball out of Giannis's hands. I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's a beast. And, you know, he, he definitely is playing at a high level right now. Um, like, I remember when he first played uh, right after he returned from the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember watching that game, and he did nothing in the first, like, three quarters oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. and then he blew up in the fourth quarter and then it's just been an upward rise in terms of his his stardom since then um and he's he's showing everybody why he was the number one pick right he just has all the physical tools and in addition to the physical tools mm-hmm. he he really is showing a lot of just like basketball skill and mm-hmm. sort of ability his first step is really good he's got good footwork yeah. His instincts actually is one thing that just has kind of has really stood out to me specifically. Yeah. He's like a ball hawk. Like the ball just, you know, yeah. he, it just gets to him. Yeah. Like um, I think you mentioned this. There's a lot of comparisons between him and Sir Charles. Oh, yeah. You know, another kind of hefty, kind of small-ish uh, dude. And mm. people people make fun of Charles right now. Yeah. But, you Dude. know, early in his career, he actually had really, 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 really great uh, athleticism. Mm-hmm. And, he you did. Know, you know, I remember when, when we were talking about the draft, we were trying to compare Zion to, like, who he plays like. I remember saying Larry Johnson, but mm-hmm. Larry Johnson did kind of play like, um, Charles. like Charles. And I he think did. seeing how Zion plays right now, he plays like a, a young Charles, right? Just a very physically, physically punishing athletic mm-hmm. small ish for his uh his position uh player and he's even showing a stroke man so yeah oh. it's 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 really impressive and it's 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 musty tv man i actually so. really like that comp of charles i i think charles plays with more meanness in him um yeah. zion's more of a happy guy which is just his zone his lane right like this is how he yeah. gets joy out of basketball charles had an edge <laughs> and i think zion yeah. does too like he's competitive right but he's more on charles the, i angry. play for the love <laughs> versus charles like i play for the, the anger drives me um but yeah. charles like you said like he was athletic but he was also shorter in stature than a lot of those big guys yeah. and a lot of it that comes yeah. down to instincts dude i get yeah. it they were athletic but they you have to use your athleticism in a smart way you know what i mean like that's when instincts kick in because we've you and i we've played pickup ball obviously no nba caliber players but we've seen really athletic people out there but when you don't have the instincts yeah. it's not as threatening dude you actually know kind of know how to defend a a super athletic guy who doesn't have those instincts those skills yeah. you know what i mean like you yeah. just kind of like well, just body him up a little bit more and he yeah like just yeah. you can you can corral them to be honest obviously yeah. if they're like freakish athletic then yeah that might be a different story but for the most this is the nba right everyone's athletic but i i like your 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 compo or your your um what you were saying about zion having instincts um so he's not just yeah. a guy that out there that's just like you know just jumping over people this yeah. dude's a real player man a real basketball player yeah yeah so well, i kind of want to bring up this though now that the the season is actually kind of winding down the the whole debate is ja or zion now because for the most part mm-hmm. the whole year zion was hurt 
And then people were just kind of like, Ja was like on the rise the, this whole year, and the Memphis Grizzlies were this eighth seed, and they still are, but they're slipping now. And the Pelicans, yeah. since Zion's been coming, like Zion came back, they've been rising. So it's getting close, to be honest. Like, I think it's going to come down to a race between the Pelicans and, and the, the Grizzlies. And yeah. the debate is back, dude. Ja or Zion. Um, I mean, all yeah. due respect to Ja, like, he's having an amazing season. The fact that Memphis is even in the A seed is incredible. He's averaging like 17.7 assists, and he puts on his own highlight reels, dude. He is, yeah. a lot of people yeah. compare him to West, Russell Westbrook how, of how fearless he is when he goes to the basket. Um, yeah. So, I kind of want to post to you before I answer it. What's your feeling, dude? There, there has been a, there hasn't been precedent set, set that somebody with such a small sample size of games possibly played would win rookie of the year. Yeah. But Zion is actually yeah. making that argument now. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah. Well, there's still a little bit of season left, so mm-hmm. we'll give him an opportunity to kind of play it out and see how it goes. But you you bring up a very, very good point, right? Yeah. About um, the playoffs. Um, and Memphis, New Orleans, and I was looking at the record. The Kings are actually kind of all on that sort of. That hey, don't don't give out that dream right now. Don't give out that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Mathematically, they're still in there, so I gotta I gotta give Al a little bit of glimmer of hope. Yeah. Shout out to 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 Al. Um, but I think a a lot of who can propel their their squad. Which rookie can propel their squad to the postseason is going to get a little bit of extra love, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of, of that, I mean, Ja has been kind of carrying the the Grizz uh, to this unexpected run um, this season, and he's been there a little bit, you know, more consistently than than Zion. But I mean, the Pelicans were kind of left for dead. They were sitting there with the Warriors as one of yeah, the really dude. bottom feeders. I think they went on the like league. a double-digit losing streak of games at one point. So people were just writing them off. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, you know, now they're they're in contention, at least for a playoff spot, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And you got to give them credit for, for for that. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not just him. It's a team team yeah. game. But, you know, but he's his a presence catalyst, really though. has he energized. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It has energized that squad. So it, it's really a tough call. And it really comes down to the next, mm-hmm. what, 20 or so games mm-hmm. uh, towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. Who really makes that strong push for that rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we talked about actually prior to recording was, you know, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that there can be co-rookies of the year. Mm-hmm. There have been co-rookies of the year uh, before. The The one that really stood out to me was Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. 1994-1995 um, season. Exactly, right? Man, who was the number one pick of that year? Jeez. Kidd wasn't? Actually, no, Kidd wasn't. That. That's a, no, no. Wait, Grand Hill, right? No. Grand Hill, no, Grand Hill was three. It wasn't C-Webb, was it? Anyway, we, we'll, we'll look it up. Yeah, but we'll both it. of them uh, won the Rookie of the Year. They were co-rookies of the year that season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a possibility, man. If it's too close to call... You know, maybe they can share the honor, and both of them are well deserving. That's what that essentially is what what it means thus far. So we'll see who makes a push. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. what are your thoughts in this whole situation? You, you know, just saw Zion today. I did. I didn't see the game, but it seems like he played really well. Yeah, I mean, the kid's a beast. Like I said, uh, I keep repeating it just because it's true. Uh, and I, I mean, I, if I had a vote, which I don't, and 
I would I would still vote for a job. But as you said, there's still 20 games left. I mean, that's a lot to go. I mean, a lot of things can happen in 20 games. If Zion continues his trajectory, if he's dropping 30 points a game and he's and he he's um, um becomes the primary catalyst why they make it into the playoffs over Jaw Jaw's team, then I can see the case really being made. I do think the voters don't really want to set a precedent of somebody only playing such a limited amount of games to win rookie of the year just because it's the 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 prize is rookie of the year you know it's not like rookie of three months or whatever right or like two months so i can see that case being made but yeah like i'm watching him play i can't deny i'm starting to get swayed now for sure (laughs) but i i like what you mentioned the fact that there has been um co-rookies of, of the of the years uh grant hill and jason kidd and then more recently the most recent one would be 1999 2000 season where steve francis steve franchise um won co-rookie of the year with elton brand which you know they both obviously had like really great careers so hey you never know man that actually might happen yeah like no- nowadays i mean i wouldn't be surprised if since that, these two the rookies, rookie of the year the Rookie of the Year award has always been riddled in sort of some sort of controversy mm-hmm. because they awarded it to Blake after he was injured and all of that You're stuff. Right. So yeah. I just feel like, you know what I mean? Like the whole Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons. Oh, you're right. Is he really a rookie kind of discussion, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, right? Like I, I understand what you're saying about you know Zion not playing the whole year, but there's always been kind of like a lot of sort of controversy with this. So it's just par for the course if he wins um, that, you know, that that just that, that comes with the territory with that award. But again, 20 more games. We'll see what happens in this final stretch, man. This is where, you know, this is their playoffs in many ways. You're right, man. Because they yeah. got to they got to they got to be out there to survive. And this is where they kind of claim their stake. And, you know, we'll see what happens within the next 20. Um, but my my prediction, co-rookies of the year. Ooh, I like that prediction, man. I like that prediction. I'm going to go with Ja, but I think you might be right. Uh, and that'd be really cool if you were right. Um, yeah, I, I, we'll close it out with that, with that ending. Um, co-rookies of the year. Got, who would have thought, right? Um, that would even be a possibility. You're putting it out there, man. You're putting it out there. So uh, let's end it with that. You know, you can follow us on um, Ball vs. Life official. Uh, on Instagram, you can shoot us an email at ballversuslife at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, review. And lastly, we want to give a shout out to Indoor Hoops, JC, with a great run there. Hopefully, more future runs for you, right? Yeah, more future runs. I definitely want to come back and check it out. Um, in At Indoor Hoops is their, their handle on IG. A really dope service. Uh, and one thing we forgot to mention mm. actually is. You know, they actually do... This is a non-profit org, dude. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Non- yeah. Indoor Hoops is actually a non-profit org. Um, and it's kind of good to, to know that, you know, they share the same passion with yeah. with uh, with ball and essentially really want to promote the sport of basketball out there and, and, and do it from a non-profit angle. So, you know, we vibe with that for sure. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing with us is like we want to want to support communities being formed you know what i mean like especially basketball community um since we do have a basketball podcast essentially so that's the biggest thing for us like that's why i'm totally down to you know talk about indoor hoops and what they're trying to accomplish in all these different like they're trying to grow in the bay area which is awesome man like the fact that you got to experience that um so kudos to them and hopefully we get more 
you get more runs with them, man. And hopefully they come to LA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so we'll catch you. Yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace out. Later.